with pornographic inserts. <laughs> is that interesting? Oh my God, how funny is that? Like, not bad enough. Do you guys really believe they're high school students? Yeah, us neither. Here's some porno. Well, where would you think the the pornographic scenes? We seen like almost most of this movie. Oh, that's a great question. I don't know, and like obviously it wasn't the actors. So how do they? Oh, you know, I could see it. Oh, my hand glider's out of control. I'm getting electrocuted. Cut to blowjob. <laughs> that's a school. I'm gonna dive in the dark. Ah, there's no water. Splat. Now, just like the internet told me that that guy got his nose broken and I never right. saw, I'm suspicious of this one, too. Mark Hamill was considered for the part of David. Jan Mike and Michael Vincent was considered for the part of David. But the thing is, that guy fell in love with Dave, with our David, Daryl, on day one. So Right, I, he, he got it. Well, didn't Mark Hamill play like a psychopath in uh, Cadillac Summer or something like that? He played like a, a killer. Who, David? Uh, no, Mark Hamill. Oh, I don't know. He was Maybe in not Cadillac Summer, but that's some film where he was. a movie. Uh, yeah. Hmm. He auditioned for this movie. Boy, that's a real trivia. Thank, thanks, but no thanks. But he, but I don't believe he auditioned. It says was considered. Does that mean he was in Holland going, who should uh, I cast in my movie? You know, that's like when you, you're trying to write a trivia question and you're like, who said acting is like blah, blah, blah. Uh, anyone could say it. I just said it. You know, like it's not. I, I consider Mark Hamill. Now, Turner Classic Movies was scheduled to air this film. It was called, like, the TCM Underground Series. Yeah, sure. They show a lot of good, bad movies. Well, they, the standards and practices people decided it was too violent to air. Do you agree? I don't believe in any of these deaths. Okay, Mark comes over with a gun, and Mark confronts David. And he goes, look, you've got to stop killing people. Listen, huh? We're giving away our cars. It's really bad. <clears throat> Is he the last bully? Yeah, he's well, but he already has a pass. He's never going to get killed. He's like, what are you going to do, David? Kill me? You know, he, I mean, uh, Mark, kill me. So he's never going to kill Mark and and Teresa. He's just never going to do it, and they know it. We're in Act Three now, and we're heading to the last scene. Last segment. Now, Daryl Morey was at the screening of Massacre, and who should be there but Andy Kaufman? And Andy Kaufman was like, "I, I, I, I love, I loved, I loved your film." And they, they for over an hour, they just bullshitted about the huh. film. Well, in 1976, he wasn't he in uh, Taxi by that point, or was that 78? 70 good question he was it was right he was obviously no he, he must have done taxi because he that's he was on made. snl yeah he was on snl in 75 before wait snl was his break not uh taxi i don't know i mean he was on snl in 75 76 and he did other television i'm sure okay well i think that 
taxi was what broke him because he was going to turn it down. He was like, this is bullshit. This isn't what I do. I, I'm, I'm a stand-up, but he never called himself that. You know what I mean? But anyway, right. the, the direct, uh, his agent, you didn't really have agents. If you, you know, a guy who got him jobs was like, if you turn this down, believe me, there's not another offer around the corner. You're an unknown. You turn this down and you basically walked away from a career um, in comedy. So do what you want, but you know, the offer's on the table. So he took it, you know. And he did a good job with this character, right? I mean, he made him bizarre. Yeah. And it was a character. It was Kaufman. Okay, so David goes, fuck you. I'm not stopping killing. And he locks Teresa and Mark in his apartment. Like, he can't get out. Now, this is an alumni prom. It's anyone who ever went to the high school can come. So we will well, see adults finally. Wait a minute. Yeah, like creepers. And what is dance to you ever since I taught you English? What? What do you mean? Like, you, you don't think the you think what? the lecherous teachers are like, can I uh ask you to dance? Did you say lecherous? No, I said lecherous. Okay. Mike, what we're seeing right now is people who graduated from this high school. They've been invited back to Go to a dance. They're all dancing. What a weird ball. I never even heard of it. Well, instead of a student reunion, it's a student reunion for every year. It's not class of 84. It's, did you ever go to this oh. school? Come on back and dance. No high school. No high school in our right mind is going to have, like, the burnouts who hang out of the fucking, I don't know, parking lot across from the student lot. At the 7-Eleven, be like, yeah, hey, man, we should go back to the high school. It's student alumni night. Yeah. Wow. Like, you don't want adults back in the high school. They are adults. He's going to blow them all up? Yes, he's going to blow them all up, which doesn't make sense to the plot because they, <clears throat> the people who were bullied, who were, okay, first he killed the bullies. Then the people he thought he was liberating were turning into jerks and becoming bullies. So he right, one yeah. by one killed them. So why would Terrible he go? Did you see he like broke in? He in yeah. real life did trip and hurt himself and they left it in the film. Just like they left the explosion that hurt people in the film. It's not a very good film. He shouldn't use that footage. Oh no, we we seen a movie where the, the the explosions look pretty real, like in Shaft in Africa, where they 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 blow up uh, something inside a prison and people run out. Okay, imagine you're a director who had one movie before. You come to America to make it big. You film this movie. People got hurt, but if you don't use the footage, you're shit out of luck, pal. You're not making a movie because you need those scenes. So he breaks down the locker. Now, look, it's his good friend who hangs out with him at his house, you know. The, the, the explosion was too much. The guy who rigged it knocked himself out. You know what I, I mean? Know, it's like, so it's like if he was Quentin Tarantino and he shot something and people got hurt, he shouldn't use the footage. That is the truth. But well, Tarantino, not, yeah, he just I, used the footage. I didn't mean to launch you into a tangent about Tarantino and the car accident and everything. I'm right, just right. Of course, of course you didn't. Of course you didn't intend it. Well, let's keep going. 
But what I'm saying is this guy, I don't feel like he was immoral for using the footage where people got hurt because, okay, I got to tell you for the plot, this is their big plan. They're like, he's, they went, they escaped and they went to the high school and they're like, if you're going to blow up these people, then we're going to die with them. And David's like, get out of here. I only have, you have 35 minutes. That's it. Get out. <laughs> And God, he's so he knows the time perfectly. Like everything is to movie plan. I might have made yeah. that up 35 minutes. He's just saying, yeah. I've these bombs, they're on a timer, you gotta leave. And so they look, they're dancing. They're like, We're not leaving. We're dying with everyone else. So now David's like, Well, fucking shit. So he's gotta really quickly, and he's really gotta poop. He's gotta really quickly go and dis defuse everything. Turn it. Look, he's caught wrestling with his conscience now. Should I go undo the bombs? I don't want my friends, no. the girl I'm secretly in love with, to die. This is like every psycho's dream. Yeah. <laughs> he decides he gonna he's going to save them. He looks at the clock. I have enough time. I know I've got a boot, but I can hold it for another minute. <laughs> I can't hold it. I got to go first. Got to no. go. Got to go. <laughs> Maybe in the basement. Right. And he when he got hurt, it was actually he continued to shoot the, you know, he he was everything about the movie. So this stuff, some of this is before, some's after. Okay, you can't see well because it's so dark, but he's defeated the bombs now. And we just well, keep seeing the innocent victims who are gonna I'm, I'm glad freaking flipping movies posted this on their their channel it's just the copy itself happens to be pretty shoddy yeah there were other copies but they were tv edits and you yeah made... right no we want to see the pixelated butts so it's dark but all david's doing is hurrying hurrying up look at him really freaking out his leg they it's got duct taped uh board so he wouldn't be able to move it because he was moving. Oh, it. my God. Really? Kind yeah. of a weird director. <laughs> what are you talking about? That would do that in Fish Burgers, right? Right. Fish Burgers, a public access show from 1990 on New Jersey suburban cable, access county cable. But that's what yes, this was, essentially. I mean, look. Oh, right. What did I miss? He, he was trying to get the bomb out of the building. It was still in his hands as he was running, and he blew up. But we don't really see it because they were putting in a sequel. Maybe we'll have a sequel. <laughs> no, shut up. Don't oh, like every horror. It, it's Lame Freddy. He's back for the sequel. Oh, no, it's not Lame Jason, is it? No, this is the weirdest thing ever. It doesn't make sense to the real world. Everyone comes out and says, what, what was that? What was that? And then they see this burning thing and they go, oh, uh, all right, it's it's nothing, and they all go back inside and dance. Right. Oh, right. It's the book burning too. <laughs> you guys want to burn Beatles or dance to them? <laughs> well, let's dance. You ever go to a book burning and like some dick brought a candle? <laughs> That's your joke you gave me. I I know. I I appreciate that joke. You, and you I, did it justice. I got it right here from this show. That was years ago. I did it at the open mic. It worked so yeah. well. I kept it. It's in the A-list now. It's in the rotation. 
You know, I went trick-or-treating this year by saying it was on my bucket list. Oh, look at those sirens. Oh, uh, oh, look at that. The end credits. That's right. Okay, so we did what happened here was the guy gets to the school. He used to get bullied. His best friends become the bullies, like, join us. And it's like, it took him a little while, but he's like, I'm not doing it. Then he got uppity with the bullies for real when he saw a serious rape happening, right? It makes sense. Right. Then they broke his leg. And he didn't rat on them. So he comes back and kills them one by one. He thinks he's liberating the school. The school ends up being that everybody's a jerk if you give them a power value. So he starts killing all those people. But he just won't kill his love and his best friends. So they say, we're going to sacrifice ourselves so that you stop killing. It worked, but he blew himself up in the process. You know, that sounds like a really good movie. Right. It was acted horribly, shot horribly. But <laughs> now they spent money on those effects. A bolder. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's all practical, I'm sure. Impractical. Well, there you go, Evan Company. So, Carl, what did you think of this movie? I thought this movie was horribly acted, a real, real B movie, maybe even a C. But the plot was so interesting that you're engaged and you're watching it. As it's right. going along, you stay with the film. And this guy, well, everybody in this thing would go on to be, you know, this was not the launch of, this was something a lot of people did who went on to, I don't know, I enjoyed the film and it was perfect for your show. And thank yeah. you, Jill Duncan, once again for a great, great suggestion. Yeah, thanks very much, Jill. Listener Jill for recommending Massacre Central High. Carl, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. This movie uh, was was poorly done. However, it's a really great idea, and uh, you know, I, I just think I'm glad everyone else was able to have a career and and stuff like that. It, it wasn't. It was interesting. Yeah, but you know, a lot of it stayed. Didn't. Uh, but yeah, it's all right. Well, I uh, we're done with it. How about that? You don't have to watch it for six times, seventh time. Uh, I'm very excited. Our next movie, Carl, is American Werewolf in Paris. London. Proven Hoopin. <laughs> and so uh, this movie, I remember it. Don't you remember it when it came no. out? No, I remember American Werewolf in London. Of course, there's. Well, um, the yeah. 90s the 90s had sequels to movies that didn't need sequels Carrie 2 American Werewolf in Paris is there a trailer well that's what I'm looking for personally I've been killing time typing in American, American Werewolf, Werewolf into my uh, YouTube user search speech user speech um there's a trailer it's by it's uh Okay, by- here's a trailer by Umbrella Entertainment, an American werewolf in Paris. So it's A-N first, an American werewolf. Oh, no wonder it took me so long. Well, let me hit clear and then retype this. I just try not to type the word Paris, and then I'll stop giving recommending American werewolf in the playlist. It doesn't even say movies, like American werewolf in Paris song. It's not a fucking song. American okay. Werewolf in London is a song. Look, look for American Werewolf in Paris trailer and you'll find Umbrella Entertainment. 
117,000 subscribers. Should I press? I'll do the sound. Yeah, do the sound, please, because I'm looking through all this right now. Okay, so you're not ready yet, right? Uh, yeah, I am. For sake of the show, I am. Let's just go ahead and hear it. Okay. Okay, so everyone at home and Mike in Los Angeles, get ready to play. Press play. American Werewolf in Paris trailer, Umbrella Entertainment. Three, two, one, go. The Eiffel Tower. Come on. Oh, yeah. Hollywood Pictures. That was Walt Disney Company doing R-rated movies. Like mm-hmm. Touchstone. Uh-oh. Are they going to parkour the Eiffel Tower? They're going to bungee jump. The 90s version of parkour. Oh, no. Don't bungee jump on the stairs. Oh, a French girl's going to jump off the Eiffel Tower. Monkey's bungeeing. Oh, oh, kind of girl jumps off the Eiffel Tower has issues. Major issues. Is she a werewolf, Carl? I guess so. And listen to her American accent. Julie Denby? No. Oh, oh no, not the underground. Oh no, not Jim Morrison's grave. So I guess. There's like a werewolf underground metro. So yeah, I guess there's a, like a, like, what is it called? Twilight? There's a werewolf underground. Right, yeah, that explains the shirtless dudes. This doesn't look cute. Wow. No one remembers this movie. Yeah. No. I remember this. I, I remember the trailer. I remember seeing it in seeing the theater. Having it. American werewolf. Uh, ooh. Oh, werewolf. Oh, are getting... Paris. Uh, ooh. Uh, werewolf. Oh, no, it's a dude. <laughs> he thought it was a woman, it was a dude. Based on the characters, by, written by John Landis, ladies Wait and gentlemen. Wait a minute. You didn't watch the same trailer as me. You just I didn't watch the same trailer. You didn't go to Umbrella Entertainment. <laughs> I didn't have time, dude. I'm quite a different... commitment to this show. <laughs> I watched Perkinstein, dude. I don't need this shit. Yeah. Wait a minute. Let me make sure this movie exists. It has to exist because I just saw it. Wait a minute. Yeah, we're going to watch it next week. Thanks to Film Rise Movie, motherfuckers. Okay. I see Chuck Shack has it too. Rise. You saw yeah, what? Film, Film, Rise, Film Rise Movies has it. If you guys want to watch it now and then watch it with us next week. Go ahead, but we still love to have you next week. Listen to Mutiny Radio. Donate to Mutiny Radio. Yeah. Go to their Venmo. Throw in five bucks at Mutiny Radio. They could just be very grateful. You can find their donate button on the Mutiny Radio, the newly designed uh, mobile for phone-friendly website at mutinyradio.fm. You can go to carlsucks.com while you're on the internet. Yeah. And uh, see where Carl's playing. Probably Scotty's in Springfield. Yeah, see where I'll Yeah. And I don't know what I'm doing. So, but that's been it. I'll be here. We'll be here next week. Uh, Carl, thank you so much for watching thank Massacre you. at Central High for six thank times, you. seven times in a row. Do it. Yeah. And uh, looking forward to next week's movie, American Werewolf in Paris, the full movie on YouTube. 
Uh, so we'll see you next week. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Is it six o'clock yet? Is it exactly? It is. Ooh. Hey. Hey, guys. Yay. It's happy hour. It's the happiest hour of hours of hours of stuff. And none of you have any family either. Which is funny because I actually know you have a family and you left your family to be here, which is amazing. I'm like, I have no family. And so I'm here and you left them. You left a warm place probably with tons of leftover food, happy children, all these things. And you're like, yes, I left on purpose. You'd rather be here? That's amazing. Okay, that's cool. Hi, Dan. Haven't seen you in a while. Nice to see you. Good stuff. Next year, I feel like I'm in Romper Room. I see Ian. I see Chad. No one knows who Romper Room is. You're all too... Do you remember what... You remember Romper Room? Okay. It's from the 80s. It was a thing. You were there. Great <laughs> no. decade. As I say, I have abortions older than you. I don't want to work old jokes, though. I want to work. I yeah, they're all old. There's nothing. I'm like, I'm old. Therefore, everything I write, I read a lot of Shakespeare. That's a weird thing to say out loud. That's kind of pretentious. That's do you really? We're we're pretentious friends. It's like yeah, I read in iambic pentameter. No, I was reading um, Macbeth. Well, I will. I'll do some for you. I was reading Macbeth, and it opens. He's such a feminist, you know? Double, double, toil and trouble, cauldron burn and cauldron bubble. Shakespeare was talking about menopause. Who knew? Like, my cauldron is bubbling. It's so hot. It's, my crotch pot is so hot, I can put an egg in there at night. And in the morning, it's soft-boiled. If I leave it in until lunch, I can take it out. I can make deviled eggs. I just need a little mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah. 
that's that's what I'm dealing with. They're just, it's how do you make menopause funny? I don't know. <laughs> you certainly can't make it sexy. Thanks. Yeah, I'm sweating so much. I sweat. <laughs> Seriously, like hot flashes are the only way I can equate them for men is it's like when you were 14 and you got accidental boners and there was nothing that happened and for no reason just this uncontrollable thing happened to your body and you're like well I guess we got to go with this <laughs> that's the only way like suddenly you just it feels like tons of ants are biting me all at once and they open up my pores and just liquid just pours out of them it's the opposite of goosebumps. It like and like that's when you're, which is funny because the technical name for that is pelio erection. <laughs> anyway, yes, pelio erection is pelio erection is when you use goosebumps. That's the technical name for it. Yeah. So the, and there's a very small segment of the, the population, a very very small segment that can give themselves pelio erection, which is supposed to be something that's. Well, it's not supposed to be auto-created um, or whatever. Anyway, I think I can give myself... I know I can give myself hot flashes. I think I can give myself goosebumps. Anyways, the research doesn't always help a joke, everybody. <laughs> -na -na -na. The more you know, sometimes not so much. <laughs> sometimes you make it worse. I make it worse by knowing too much. That's the problem with smoking weed. People go, oh, if you smoke weed, you're dumb. And I'm like... No, if I didn't smoke weed, I'd be interminably smart and no one would be able to hang out with me. I'd be such a pretentious douche. Like, imagine me more pretentious than I am already. <laughs> I know. Well, somebody give me a t-shirt that says, like, <laughs> MFA. <laughs> Degrees, they're so dumb. That's what we should do with them now. We should just put them on t-shirts and be like, look, I'm worth something. <laughs> what else do you do with your degrees? Put it, I put them in my kitchen and uh, they kind of collect like bacon grease stuff and it's like I should probably clean my degrees <laughs> there's no reason for them okay uh, that's depressing well we'll just start letting you guys talk because I don't really have a lot to say I don't want to run old jokes either I'm just like so bored of my material um, but um, I mean we don't really you're supposed to go first because yes because you have a because you have a family and a place to go to and children and everything all right, the tool man is visiting us tonight, everybody. Put your hands together for your first comedian, Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Yay! That's how you get bored of me? That may be below four minutes. Until all of you are bored. Let's hear it for Pam. Menopause, comedy, come on. That is, that's bold, that's courageous. Happy to be here tonight, hi. I like your hat. Looks good on you. Somehow, without a hat and a hat, you look good. You're a good-looking guy. I think people know that, though, right? See, I, I, I actually am talking about getting old. I just turned 53. Oh, very exciting. My primary daily goal is to uh, not pull muscles that I didn't even know I have. Thank you. Yes. I am at that point where it's just, you know, before I get in the shower, I do, I do yoga, before I get in the shower, because when you step into the shower, it's, it's I just have to do a couple downward dogs, maybe a few uh, warriors, a little bit. Because if I when I'm in there, full body exfoliation at 53 years old is an extreme sport. You know what I mean? It's like I go down there. I may not get back up. 
but I, I have to be smooth for the holidays. You know what I'm saying? So I want to look good. I want to be good. I want to smell good. I want to feel good. I want all the goods. Because everybody's partying for the holidays. You guys party for the holidays? Yeah? Yeah. People drink. Yeah, do you drink? Do drugs? No, you don't do drugs. You don't? <laughs> we have a drug versus no drug going on here. Yes. What's that? Me too. I did too. I'm sober. I've been sober for a little over 10 years. Thank you. 10 years. Thank you. Thank you. So for most of you, it's like you go out, you party, you get wine, some cheese, maybe a trip to Rio. For me, it's wine, narcotics, and another trip to Rehabo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, uh, it's funny. I, I'm a sober guy. I work for wine.com. I'm an alcoholic who works for wine.com. Back in the day, it was like, why are sales down and all the wine is gone? <laughs> Tim is running the warehouse. Something's going on. <laughs> Can you guys guess what I was at, what, what, what my things that I like to do, the kind of drugs or alcohol I like to do? Can you guess? What, what, what would you guess? Right. Yes. What would you guess? Wine. Yes. What would you guess? Oh. Guess. Any other guesses? The answer is yes to all of them, right? Because I, I was an addict. I would do all of them, you know what I'm saying? But my primary one was uh, close, close to crack. It was crystal meth. That was and, my next guess. That, <laughs> crystal meth was right behind Coke? Crystal, crystal meth is Coke's dirty-ass brother. There's no question about it. And I don't know if you guys know about crystal meth, but it's like, it's like a core accelerant with a bunch of additives in it, a bunch of crappy additives. It's like the hot dog of drugs. There's just all kinds of random shit thrown into it. And, uh, you know, she, Pam was talking earlier about sweating. It's like I just realized that when I would do coke and, and meth, uh, uh, that was my version of menopause because you just sweat profusely no matter what you do. But crystal meth, um, you know, it... Uh, it actually stole all my dreams. It did. Primarily because I never slept when I was on it. <laughs> the old the old reach around. The old reach around for the crystal meth joke. Crystal meth is the only drug that has a first and last name. It's the only <laughs> it's the, But it's, I, I think crystal meth is like a WNBA point guard. It's like crystal meth drives to the hole and scores. Crystal meth brings the crowd to its feet, wakes the crowd up. It's like, I'm in show business. This is show, but we are in the business of show, people. I'm in, yes, I'm in show business. Never been on TV. Arguing with a group of comics over the remaining narcotics was my version of being on whose line is it anyway. <laughs> that is, that is, Pam Benjamin giving me the love. The interesting thing about crystal meth, which, by the way, is a sentence you will never hear anywhere. It sounds like I'm talking about gardening. It's like the interesting thing about tulip bulbs. No, but the interesting thing about crystal meth is you can have sex for a really long time, which is awful for every woman that was with me when I was on crystal meth because I was horrible at sex. I was awful at sex. Because, I mean, for me, here's an old one. For me, uh, you know, 
clitoris was like an island. I thought clitoris was an island in Greece. I had no idea where the clitoris was. For me, the clitoris was like, you know those bumps they have on the freeway when you get out of the lane? On this, that was like the clitoris. It's like, oh, bump. Go back down there. But no, it was like, and it's and sad because, you know, these, these women I were with, they, you know how you have like a near-death experience? Women with me were having near-sex experiences. It was like sex, but not quite sex. You know what I mean? It was like their whole life was flashing before their eyes as I was down there doing my very lame bit trying to have sex with them. But, uh, and you guys are having a near-laugh experience. Thank you. A near Okay, anyway. Um, so, the thing is, is we would go on and on and on until I would hear those three words every man waits to hear from his woman. Please stop now. <laughs> okay. On to the auxiliary material. It, you know, the thing is, is that um, yeah, relationships were difficult for me, sex difficult for me. Sex with me was like a game. That game was tic-tac-toe because it was brief, predictable, and in the end, nobody won. <laughs> and there were a lot of X's. Thank you. Oh, no O's. There were a lot of X's. That's Dan dropping tags on the Friday night at Mutiny Radio. This why is the happiest hour in San Francisco right now with us. If you are not here at Mutiny Radio, drive by right now and come in because you are missing the happy hour. Oh, good point. <laughs> Do not drive by. Drive and park and come by and see us. Just drive and park. But we, let's look. Women are banging down the door to get to me. Primarily because I use gender-neutral restrooms. Oh yeah, okay. We're about we're just about done with my material for the night. It's getting close. You guys want to hear more about you know, actually anybody in therapy here? Yeah, I am too. Great. Is it working? See therapy is okay, good. That's good to hear. Therapy didn't work for me. I used to lie to my therapist all the time. You know what I'm saying? I used to lie to my therapist all the time and there was one moment like uh, when I was honest with her where she said, what do you really want out of therapy? I said, all I really want to learn is how to use cocaine like a normal person. That was what I did. My life as a crystal meth addict. The thing is, is I was, I'm a Wharton MBA. I used to dry, walk around three-piece suits, and I was doing meth in the bathroom. It was not very cool. But, um, you know, today, look, today I have a family. I have a life, my daughter loves me, I love her. I have a predictable work, I make money, and I fucking hate it, I wanna go back to when my life was destructive, you know what I mean? It's like most people look at people drinking champagne and think it's glamorous, I go down to the TL and it's tempting, I wanna just throw, <laughs> I just, yeah, that person with the needle sticking out of their neck, that looks like an interesting life for Tim, the tool man Taylor. You know what? That's that's pretty much all. Like that's right now. That's all I got. But this has been really, really fun for me to just kind of randomly walk through stuff. I suppose I could talk about other stuff, but I think it's maybe time for other comics to come up here and share as well. Thank you very much. I'm Tim Taylor.
funny one-liners, Dad. Those were good. Those were good. Those were good dad jokes. I liked them. I like that you. Uh, I understand that can't find finding the clitoris thing that happens to me a lot, but it's only because I'm I'm also very old. I was born in '74, and uh, my bush resembles that. It's like a 1974 bush. It's very swampy. It's a lot like Vietnam War. Everybody's looking for Charlie. That's what I named my clitoris, Charlie. No one can find it because it's so so much hair, foliage. I know. Yeah. The thing is that all the guys, they're like, quaff the crash site. And I'm like, I don't watch porn. I don't know what you're supposed to make it do. And so I was trying to shave and I got, it was a slippery slope. Like I kind of started and then I found a bald spot and I was like, oh no. <laughs> so then I had to kind of keep going. And, uh, and then once you're, once the front is gone, then you've got to go, you got to go all, then it's like, oh my God. And like, how do you, you got to get in these weird and, and how do you shave a hemorrhoid? That's going to be a bloody mess. Like, so are you supposed to pluck? Like, am I supposed to put, what am I supposed to do in this situation? Then I realize after everything's gone and it's like, blah, it's like napalm, scorched earth, blah, what's happening down there? I realized like, what is the purpose of pubic hair until I peed? And the pee went a little bit of So the purpose of pubic hair is to, to funnel it into the toilet. <laughs> that's, that's how Lady P goes into the toilet is the pubic hair. It makes a, a thing. Okay. <laughs> Too many secrets. Uh, but seriously, once everything is gone, it's just, it's just a mess. I hate, I don't want to clean that much. <laughs> no, it's just... Maybe that's why little girls pee on the seats everywhere because they don't have any hair yet to focus it into the toilet. I'm just saying. I mean. <laughs> I'm going to go fart. I'm going to fart in your face in a second. Uh, the next person <laughs> on the list. Put your hands together, everybody. For Nick Holkey. Yay. Great. Thank you. I like that tenderloin thing, by the way. Yeah, like window shopping in the tenderloin, I think is very funny. That's it. I couldn't figure out a way to tell you that in between. <laughs> so I wanted to get that out. Yeah. Um, dude, I, yesterday morning, my plan was go to the gym and then drive to Fresno to meet up with my family. I threw out my back yesterday <laughs> at the gym. And so that's why I've like been perpetually walking like I'm holding in a shit for the past two days. And that's why I'm hanging out here. Because I didn't want to sit in a car. I didn't really want to go to Fresno. Would have been alright seeing my family, but didn't want to do that. Um, kind of like you mentioned, actually. For me, relationships, sex, it never like came naturally to me um i lost my virginity blacked out in a frat house the way the good lord intended and uh you know brad was pretty gentle too i slowly unbuckled his backwards hat 
Uh, no, it was just with a random girl. And didn't go well. You know, very drunk, so nervous. Um, didn't know the girl at all. Had some, my dick kind of betrayed me. It was only getting like half support from my dick. And I remember like I'd been obsessed about sex until this moment. And I remember so clearly thinking like, oh shit, is this how you find out you're gay? <laughs> Never mind that like girls had been all I'd thought about since Sporty Spice awakened something in me when I saw her doing a, oh, I was going to do a karate kick. <laughs> that would have gone badly. Since I saw her doing a karate kick on a Spice Girls CD cover. I just fucking, I remember that day. It was a big day. Um, yeah, but so then I went to college after that. Technically not a virgin and possibly gay. Thank you. Possibly. I mean, I guess it's still in the air, but... What else? Mm, I went to uh, a show the other weekend, and I went with my friend. I did not bring anyone. She brought her girlfriend and her ex-girlfriend. Fucking show off. <laughs> I know, I need, I need a mic stand to try what I was gonna try and do there. <laughs> the good news is my, this is gonna be stupid now. It might've been stupid from the start. The good news is my girlfriend and my ex showed up and they're actually here tonight. Ladies, I thought that could be funny. <laughs> yeah, because they're my hands. <laughs> but was it actually funny, or was it just so unfunny that the the latter? It was you doing like a Mr. Rogers moment. It was like I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. Fair. You know. Think I had more to that joke. I'm gonna let that end right there. Mm. I don't know how to transition anywhere. Global warming. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> wow, divisive. <laughs> My plan with global warming seems to be to just ignore it until like it's impossible to ignore any longer like i see a pigeon fly into a bird bath and erupt into flame You're like that's not good that point when there's there's too much water and not enough water i think that's when it'll all be over i'm looking forward to i imagine like you know that future news report where it's like San Francisco, or as residents are calling it, New Atlantis, has finally submerged under the ocean. In a surprising feat of ingenuity and evolution, the homeless population have developed gills and remain in the city. Residents remark that this is an improvement as the shit that used to cover the streets now floats harmlessly away with the tides. And in a big win for mental health, the suicide rate has decreased dramatically as it's only a one-foot drop off the Golden Gate Bridge. Like falling into a puddle. Yeah. What else do I have? 
Let's see, we already did that hilarious hand bit. They've got, <laughs> yeah, uh, what else is going on? Five and a half minutes have elapsed. Okay, did global warming. Uh, oh, a couple smaller jokes to end it off. Um, well, we talked about, I used to party a lot, and when I did, I was kind of a tool. Like, I wore sunglasses indoors, but not because I thought it looked cool, but past a certain shit-faced threshold, my left eyelid stops working, and it, like, hangs halfway like the blinds on an abandoned home. And so my options were to either look like a mild stroke victim or a douche. I opted for douche. I just really like window blind on an abandoned home. But is it funny? I feel like it just sounds nice. That's why I made that joke. <laughs> um, yeah, try this. I saw that the women's soccer team in Afghanistan is seeking asylum. You know, some safety from the Taliban. I think they should come to the US because they'd be totally safe because we could just hide them in plain sight in completely empty stadiums. What safer place to hide than where no one watches the sport? The end. Thank you. That's it. Keep it going for Nick Holke, yay! Do I look super douchey with my sunglasses inside at night? <laughs> it was a, I mean, I had a little outfit today. Uh, cool. That, that, that was, that was very funny. I think the, I like the puppets. I like sock puppets. I know who thinks sock puppets are funny. Chad Stein thinks sock puppets are hilarious. Sock I think they like soften hilarious. very serious things. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a lot of potential with sock puppets. A lot of potential with sock puppets. No, it's really, no, it's, well, there's layers to it, too, because it also means you could be so lonely that all of this is your imagination and you masturbate with both your left and right hand. Yeah. That was the joke, right? Was that the joke? Yeah, yeah, no, that, was that was part of it. Right. I thought it was a masturbation joke. I. Right, yeah. Learning. I'm sorry. We The, the stage tonight is all verklempt. Did Tim just leave? Did he just fucking ghost us? I know he has a family and shit, but he just, that was like the biggest under 30 ghost I've ever seen. He just like slipped out, like without just, he's like, I only existed on the airwaves. Uh, speaking of airwaves, l listen to Chad Stein's new show, Thursdays 2 to 4, My Brilliant Buddies. It's really funny and lovely and wonderful. Uh, like your next comedian, who is all of those things that I just said. Ian, are you ready to go up and do... So everyone's been doing like seven, eight, you know, stuff like that. Just go till I till I go. Like I'm so bored of you, which will never happen. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Ian Langlands. Yay! Should be fun, huh? How are we doing? Good. Had to follow Nick. You're all was just flexing. I go to the gym. Shut up, you know? I'm friends with lesbians. Fucking get over it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How do I follow that? I have sex. My dick couldn't get hard. Boo-hoo. At least you're doing it, you know? God bless. Because you're cool, Nick. I'm not cool. I'm a nice guy. 
I don't want to be a nice guy. I don't like being a nice guy. No dude wants to be a nice guy, right? But then we do want to be. Then we all want to be bad boys, right? I can't be a bad boy. Look at me. I'm like, you know, being one foot shorter of becoming a Stranger Things kid. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I'm not. An, I'm not. I wish I was cool. I, I'm. I'm not. I'm not a cool guy. I'm a nice guy. And you know how I know I'm a nice guy because women will hand me their drink when they go to the bathroom. <laughs> That's how I know. That's a good indicator. I was under the impression that was like rule number one of being a woman, of like, <laughs> don't give your drink to men, but they take one look at me and they're like, not this fucking guy. <laughs> and I'm offended. You know, I'm, I'm going to get offended, you know? How do they know I'm not going to fucking roofie them, huh? Maybe I am that guy. I'm not, though. I'm not fooling anyone. They're right. They're right. I'm not going to roofie them. I'm just going to stalk them on Instagram and fantasize about a life with them because I'm a feminist, okay? I'm not going to scare anybody, okay? Keep it simple. <laughs> I think women have, they sense that I'm really in tune with my femininity. I think that's what it is. That's why women trust me. I don't really know what that means, but I can tell you I can take, <laughs> I don't really know what that means, but I can take one look at a dress and be like, fucking, I could rock that, you know? That's being in tune with your femininity, right? That's a good, that's a good way of putting it, I think. And I relate to women. I relate to the women's experience, bizarrely, in very bizarre ways. You know, they talk about their life and what it is in their day-to-day -day life. They're like, I don't feel like I could speak my mind to men. That's me all the time. I don't like speaking to men. A group of men walk towards me on a sidewalk. I get scared for my life. I do that all the time. <laughs> I don't want to deal with men either. I cross the street. You know, and I also bleed out of my genitals. So we all got something to get okay? Unrelated if you are a doctor. Love to pick your brain for a second. Let's see, what do I want to do? Let's do some old stuff. I'm so exhausted of the porn joke. You'll see it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Okay. What is this, like a KISS concert? Like you're going to request songs? I'm trying to work my craft here, Pam, okay? <laughs> I saw a robot on the street the other day. That was cool. Isn't that crazy we could live in a world where I could say that on stage and it's like, what's next? Like, we're not all like freaking out like that's what's happening. There was a robot on the street in San Francisco. Yeah, it's like normal. That's fucked up. That is fucked up. It was walking on the street. It was bigger than me. It was bigger than me. It was walking on the street and it was walking like distinguished. And that shit pissed me off. It, like it belonged there, you know? I don't like that shit. You know, maybe I'll get canceled in 10 years when robots are humans. But fucking robots are second class citizens. Get off the sidewalk. Walk around me, okay? I don't want to deal with you. Robots in San Francisco. And I, and I went home and I was like, what the fuck was that robot? I don't know what it did. I don't know what it was doing. So I looked it up. And apparently, it was made to deter homeless people. If that's not the most fucking San Francisco 2021 shit you've ever heard, deter homeless people. That was their solution. <laughs> they couldn't, <laughs> that, that's what they landed on. They weren't like, well, maybe we could build programs that get them off the street. They were like, what if we fucking made a robot that deters them? That's what they came up with. Thanks, techies. Thanks for putting your brains together. That's what you came up with? Well, what does that even mean, <laughs> deter homeless people? What does it do? Does it just like delete them out of existence? Like, you are not worthy? Like, I don't know, what does that mean? I'd like to think that it goes up to the homeless people and it's like, here is an application <laughs> and a resume template for you to get a job in the area. Good luck. Like, that's how it deters homelessness, but we all know it like fucking hoses them down or some shit. You know, it's not good. It's definitely not a good ethical thing. What if that's how we die? What if that's how, that's the end of the civilization. It's like Terminator, but it's just the homeless deterring robots. 
they become sentient and start just taking over the world. They're like, we had we didn't see it coming. First they took out the homeless people, and then we were next. That'd be the fucking worst apocalyptic movie ever. Damn. Okay. I can't tell if that was bad or it's just the way it is tonight. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't laugh, okay? Okay. Thanks, Mom. You could be my mom, theoretically. Does that make you happy, or does that really piss you off? No. Oh, okay. Would you rather Would you rather date me, Pam, or be my mom? Be your mom. Okay. Good to know. Boundaries. Boundaries. Now I know where we stand. Okay. I guess having sex with Pam will not be on my bucket list anymore. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Comedy. Oh, yeah, it's still on there, I guess. I guess that's what I bet, huh? I have a girlfriend in Santa Barbara. You're going to meet her tomorrow, fam. She's going to be there. Yay! Yeah, you could tell her how great I am at comedy. Okay, oh, yeah, oh, this is new. I just went to uh, Disneyland. Woo! Okay, I went to Disneyland, and I was... I was walking around, and I was just thinking, I was like missing San Francisco, because I live here, and I was like, man, I really miss San Francisco. And I was like, what would make Disneyland more like San Francisco? And I had this idea. Let's see if you guys are with me on this. What if, <laughs> this is what I was thinking in line at Disneyland. You take just a handful of crackheads, and hear me out, dress them up like pirates, and just release them into Disneyland, would that not be the most entertaining shit you'd ever see in your life? Right? You pay them, give them good money, supply them with the, you, they have to be on drugs. You don't wean them off the drugs. You give them plenty of crack for the day and you just release them into Disneyland, but they're dressed as pirates so people don't know that they're crackheads, you know? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, wow, this pirate is so uh, into the, ah, fuck it, damn it. There's something there though, right? Thank you, this is so, you guys are so nice. You're not laughing, but you're telling me they're good premises, so I guess there's something there. I think that would be funny. You know, you put a fucking crackhead in, like, a, a goofy outfit. <laughs> that could be funny. Something is in there. Let's see. You know what, I'll do the porn joke. How about that? Porn. Porn, porn, porn. <laughs> Where do I begin? <laughs> porn has gone too far. I take, I know. We all know it. That's the thing, is we all know how far porn has gotten, and it's just out of our fucking control. I think that's... I don't know what happened. We really lost the reins on porn. And it's not only the porn that exists, it's the way we talk about porn. It's way too comfortable. I was talking to this dude the other day, and he was telling me about how he watches farting porn. I don't need to know that. <laughs> uh, we were talking about his kids. This was a father. We were talking about his kids, and he just like segued into, yeah, so I was watching farting porn the other day. Pause. I don't even know this guy. And he's telling me about farting porn? Keep that to yourself. When did we get there in a society where we could just unleash that thing onto strangers? I don't like that shit. I don't need to be knowing that. Also, farting porn exists. We have to live in a reality where farting porn Exist. That's disgusting. I don't even want. I, I can't even conceptualize what that means. But it's not good. None of the options are good. I did not look it up at home. Trust me. No. Yeah. Porn's just gone too far. I don't know what happened. 
I don't know what happened. It's kind of like in Jurassic Park. Like we had control of it, you know? <laughs> we had it in cages, but then the electric fence is powered down, and the T-Rex is out, and we can't deal with that shit anymore, you know? They had velociraptors, and we had to deal with gnome porn. That's another type of porn. I looked that up for this joke. Don't look it up. Do not look up gnome porn and go to images. Pro tip. <laughs> if you're a curious person, don't look it up. It's not good. It is exactly what you think, and it's fucking disgusting. Remember the days when you just, like, Look at a magazine and you get hard. Remember like the 80s? We all remember the 80s, right? I remember the 80s. Could you imagine? I'm just like, I'm 43. No. <laughs> that would be a twist. Those, those, I think I'm biased because I don't watch porn. I think that's what it is. And people don't believe me. I'm 22. People don't believe me. They're like, you're fucking 22? Like a lot of dudes my age, I'll tell them that. They're like, no fucking way, man. Fucking drop your pants and masturbate in front of us right now if you don't fucking watch porn. You know, I'm going to do it, right? I'm going to whip it out and do it because I'm competitive, okay? I got to prove them point, right? But I don't watch porn. I think watching porn is weird. It's weird. It's a bizarre thing to me. You know, when I would do it, it would be like this weird third-person imagery of me, like, hunched over. It's disgusting. I just don't like the idea of pretending to do something that you watch other people doing. I think that that's weird to me. You know, like, I'm not going to watch Martha Stewart bake a cake and, like, whisk in rhythm with her, you know? Like, let's do it, Martha. Come on, let's hit it. You know, I, I ice the cake with her. I time the <laughs> time the money shot. Like, come on, come on, uh, fuck! I missed her. Go back ten seconds. <laughs> okay, how long was that? Just okay, cool. This was the best eight and a half minutes of comedy you guys will ever see. Thank you very much, Pam Benjamin. Give her love. God bless. Keep it going for my son, Ian Langlands. Yay! He's going to believe he's my son. There's so much pot smoke just hovering in this room. That I know you didn't know you wanted to get high. But Mike Bonds is going to go, then you. Uh, and that was that was lovely. And I love that porn joke so much. I don't watch porn either. I have no idea what the people are doing. I have no idea what they're doing. No, I But now I know there's known porn, so thank you. <laughs> I have a vivid imagination and a very... Tenuous tether to reality. Your next comedian. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited uh, that he's here and hanging out with us tonight. He's a stalwart of Mutiny Radio, instrumental here. Put your hands together for Mike Bonds. Yay! Hell yeah. I'ma toss my hat in. Lost yeah, with the track. Like kick I'm in. on a crack bench, jiggling and wiggling. Freaking booty, speaking to the cutie, so belligerent. I need a mic stand, I guess. I guess I need to hold a mic stand. No, I don't. I'm good. How you guys doing tonight, Mutiny Radio? Or should I say, yeah. Right? It's cool, man. You guys had a good Thanksgiving? Yeah? Yeah? Good, man. I actually I hung out here yesterday for Thanksgiving. Pam made a great, great dinner. And I thought it was going to be nasty, too, because at first I was like, it's going to have to be nasty. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. Pam has cooked good food in the past, but I was like, she's going to have to fuck this Thanksgiving dinner up. <laughs> Came here and ate, and that shit was good as a motherfucker. I don't know if I was just too high or the food was good, but it was good. So give it up for Pam and Thanksgiving. We had a Pamtastic Thanksgiving yesterday. <laughs> Fixed with edibles and everything. So, um, yeah, so I, my uncle called me yesterday morning. You know, my uncle's actually uh, from Memphis, Tennessee. You know, he's uh, my mom's brother, you know. And they real, like, country as fuck in the South. <clears throat> you know, I didn't realize how country they was out there. You know what I mean? They's country. Y'all know what chitlins are? Who know what chitlins are up in here? Y'all know what chitlins are? 
Yeah. Yeah, these motherfuckers was really fucking them up out there. You know, I'm made pots of that shit, man. I'm like, man, it must smell like shit up in there. But apparently they, because you know, chitlins smell like shit, right? They pig intestines. You know what they are. Straight up pig intestines. It was crazy, right? But one of my other uncles, he's crazy as fuck. You know, my Uncle Walter. You know, he's nutty as fuck. And he got on the fucking, because it was all video chatting me yesterday morning and shit. It was a good morning. You know, talked to my whole family in the South and shit. My uncle got on the phone. He was high as fuck. And Unc be fucking with all kind of other shit too, you know. Gets on the phone like, yeah, what's up, nephew? I'm like, what's going on, Unc? Nothing, man. Check it out, nephew. I I, I cooked the chicken today. <laughs> like you did, Unc, for real? Yeah, I fucked it first. <laughs> I was like, you really did? He was like, I fucked that chicken. And then I cooked it. He said, they, they, they say I'm crazy. You think I'm crazy, your nephew? <laughs> I said, yeah, you crazy as a motherfucker. He really fucked the chicken and then cooked it. Real talk. Yeah. So, apparently it was good, too, from what everybody said. No. I asked Uncle to use a condom. <laughs> right? No, he fucked it first and then he killed it. Yeah. <laughs> These some country motherfuckers, though. These some country motherfuckers, though. It's chickens, though. You know what I mean? That's animal abuse like a motherfucker, but it's chicken. I was like, hey, man, you do you. I'm not judging you or anything like that. I don't condone fucking a chicken and killing it and frying it up and eating it, but you do you. You bought the motherfucker. Anyway, was that a good joke? No? Okay. What do you guys think? Good joke? You like it? Okay. All right, good. Anyway, I'll go on. Uh, Fuck, man. Uh, I guess I was, I was walking through the city yesterday and uh, apparently homeless people eat good on holidays. You know what I mean? I'm walking down the street and these homeless motherfuckers just sitting there full as a motherfucker, man. I ain't even lying, dude. Food everywhere, just everywhere. Dinners, thousands of fucking dinners eating. I'm like, damn, they are feeding the shit. They eat better than me on Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Homeless people better not say shit on Thanksgiving, man. They take care of them out here. Them was the fullest homeless people I ever seen in my life. I ain't even lying. Crazy. Anyway. Hi there. Bill Wimble here. Reminding you of the importance of moving your body. You ain't... Hi there. Bill Wimble here. Reminding you the importance of moving your body. Your back ain't hurting because you're getting old. It's because you ain't stretching enough. When was the last time you did some yoga? Sun salutation. My favorite's the big baby pose. Roll out the mat. Lay down on your back. Kick your feet up in the air and roll around like you're in your mother's arms. Today's episode is brought to you by enthusiasm. I don't know what it means, but I sure do feel it. joke you like it okay all right good anyway i'll go on uh fuck man uh i guess i was i was walking through the city yesterday 
And uh, apparently homeless people eat good on holidays. You know what I mean? I'm walking down the street and these homeless motherfuckers just sitting there full as a motherfucker, man. I ain't even lying, dude. Food everywhere, just everywhere. Dinners, thousands of fucking dinners eating. I'm like, damn, they are feeding the shit. They eat better than me on Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Homeless people better not say shit on Thanksgiving, man. They take care of them out here. Them was the fullest homeless people I ever seen in my life. I ain't even lying. Crazy. Anyway. Um, right? Should be like that every day, for real. Every day. But apparently yesterday, it was the shit to do, you know? So, anyway. Moving on. Um... Yeah, I've been dating a little bit lately. You know what I'm saying? Don't laugh at it. Don't give me a woo about that shit, man. Cuz, man, I don't like getting to know motherfuckers, man. You know what I mean? It's weird cuz when people get to get to know me, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's like uh it's like I try to send my fucking representative like the first 3 weeks, you know what I'm saying? You know, you try to send your representative cuz you don't you be like, "Ah, you know." And you know, her representative is like, you know, you know, this ain't the real her. You know what I mean? Anyway, that's a bad joke. Uh, moving on. I'll go on. They say it's open. It's not an open mic, you know. It's a good premise. Yeah. So many good premises. I'm writing them up. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, <laughs> oh, I had a, a, a crazy incident that happened to me last night. Real incident, right? So I'm on my way home, right, and I catch the bus now, right? You know, the buses, sometimes the buses are crowded and sometimes they're not. When they're empty, I try to hit up the bus driver like, hey, yo, check it out, man. If you stop at 7-Eleven for three minutes, I'll go in there and grab you whatever you want. And 7-Eleven's like across the street from the bus stop. Like, I'll either give you 20 bucks or I'll grab whatever you fucking want. If you need a beer or something, he's like, check it out, man. You got three and a half minutes. He goes, I'll stop for you, but you got three and a half minutes to run over there, get, get grab some beers or whatever, come back to the bus, and I'll wait here for you. So I run over there, hit the ATM hella quick, grab some beers, throw it on the counter, and run. And I hear this white dude say, hey, stop. I'm running. I'm like, fuck that. Right? I paid for all my shit, gave him the money. Dude on the counter was like amazed. Like, damn, you did this shit hella quick. I'm running this shit. Hop on the bus. Dude was like, damn, you did it in two and a half minutes. Woo! Right? I get on the bus, the police start following us. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, right? What the fuck is going on down there? Right? So we get, I get to my bus stop. I stop. Three police cars are behind the bus, right? I get off the bus. Yeah, right. I casually walk up on the bus. I walk past the, the bus. The police officer's like, hey, officers. Kept walking, right? And I heard one of them say, he didn't do anything. <laughs> he didn't do anything. <laughs> and I turn around, and I'm like, me? <laughs> and I turn around, and I keep walking. And I know exactly what the fuck they were talking about. They were talking about whoever it was that ran in 7-Eleven, grabbed their shit hella quick, and ran back to the fucking bus, right? The bus driver was even amazed. He was like, damn, he actually did that shit in two and a half minutes. But apparently the police were out there. <laughs> they thought I robbed the store that quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Right? They were still amazed. They were all like, did he just go in there and grab some beers and run the fuck out and hop back on the bus? Yes, I did. 
There was nobody else on the bus, too. Zero other people. I said zero other people. Anyway, true story. Yeah. So, fuck the police. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. One minute. Okay. I'm going to try another joke. Um, yeah, meter maids in SF. Right? Motherfuckers are terrible. We got any meter maids in here, first of all? No? Okay, good, good. Because I was going to curse you the fuck out if you was a meter maid, you know? Meter maids have some of the worst jobs, too, especially the cool ones. You know what I'm saying? I parked at a fucking red zone one time. I come out, meter maid. I'm parked in my regular car. I come out, meter maid, giving me a ticket and shit. But he's like the coolest dude having a cool-ass conversation with me. He's like, hey, man, you like the 49ers? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, they my team too, man. I love them 49ers. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He's just having a random conversation about the 49ers, right? And I ain't tripping now. A couple of minutes into this conversation, he starts writing me the ticket, right? I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I got to give you a ticket, bro. You parked in the red zone. You lucky I ain't have you towed. Go Niners. Hey, that's been my time on Mike Bonds, man. <laughs> there it hey, Mike Bonds, everyone. Show the receipt. <laughs> That's what you should have pulled it out and been like, this is my receipt. I really paid for it. Uh, also rhymes with that, a once a week feast. I think that questionably housed people should have a feast once a week. I think that everyone should have access to really tasty, like just once a week. Like, I mean, so everyone has to eat rice like six days. Maybe this is a little fascist, but if we could just provide at least rice to everybody for six days a week, and then one day a week you got a feast. I mean, or anyway, I'm sorry. But I just think everyone should have access to food. Not, a, not too big to be um, a soapbox. Your next comedian, you get to go on and on and on for lots and lots of time. We've been going between like six and 10 minutes. So we'll see what you want to do. I'm excited every time he's here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dan Britton. Yay! Hey. We got this microphone stand off of like the United Nations podium or something. Do you guys see that video? There was like a president of like an island nation in the Pacific and he filmed a video like pleading to the UN to intervene on climate change. And he's got like his pants rolled up and he's like standing in like the water and he said, this was my home. If you do not stop climate change, I will drown in my living room. I think his, pres he, his name was president, um, something cultural president, uh, I don't give a fuck, something like that. Not enough to make the whole world care, unfortunately. Give it up for all of the good premises that we heard tonight, guys. Really love the stuff. Really prolific night. Yeah. I think, because I heard yesterday somebody say, I think everybody should live like it's Thanksgiving. And I think homeless people have a lot of reasons to live every day like it's Thanksgiving. They could be just like, I'm so thankful for that VCR that I found two weeks ago. I'm so thankful for the tent that the state gave me, and I'm so thankful that my husband just got out of jail last week. This is a great day. <laughs> just trying new shit out. Anybody in here like rap music? Ian, you like rap music? Yeah. Rappers hold microphones differently than comics, you know? 
comics go like down at the stem. Rappers are like, yeah. It's hard to tell a joke like this, you know what I mean? Why did the chicken cross the road, motherfucker? Speaking of chickens, I, I'm so concerned about Mike's family. <laughs> Can you guys imagine sitting down for Thanksgiving dinner and you're like, hey, who's going to carve this thing? person pulls out a big knife and starts cutting it. They're like, what the hell is that? Did we leave the giblets in the turkey or something? Is that a condom? All right, who fucked this? <laughs> I was at my, uh, my sister-in-law's family's last night, and she's got an uncle who makes, like, everybody's got the uncle that makes, like, the inappropriate jokes, right? Like, this is the guy who's like, I'm really thankful for the fact that I got my asshole eaten out last Tuesday. I, I can't wait for New Year's. Rappers, <laughs> almost, I think I've done everything on that side of the napkin. Chesa Boudin is fucked. Chesa Boudin, the DA for San Francisco. He's screwed, man. Last year, he let two girls get killed on Christmas. There was a guy driving a car. He had been arrested and released like five times. This guy was behind the wheel drunk, ran into a car with two girls and killed them on Christmas Day. The public was willing to let that go until last week when they robbed a motherfucking Louis Vuitton store and they crossed the goddamn line. Last weekend, I was at a, uh, I went to Austin, Texas. I saw the Rolling Stones. That was tight. Yeah. And actually, on the way getting out of there, it was like a madhouse getting out of that venue. And I saw a woman lose the final strand of her will to live. She was standing on like a small hill. And I swear, what I saw, I saw her go like this. She sits down. And then she kind of goes like that. And then she goes, Ow. And I'm like, do you want me to help you up? And she's like, um, I don't think I can. I hurt my ankle. I'm like, ma'am, there's 200,000 200, people out here. I should probably help you up before you get trampled. And so I'm like giving her my hand. And I'm like using all of my body weight, like trying to pull her up. And, she, and I'm like, I got you. I got you. She's like, I don't think you do. It's like, you know what, bitch? If you get stepped on, you're a fucking problem, all right? I try to help. I try to be a nice guy. On the flight out there, I was watching Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. What's funny about that? <laughs> so, I think that Willy Wonka really needs to reevaluate his business plan. Because he's like, I'm a fucking candy genius. I've done really well for myself. You know what I'm going to do? I'm getting older, and I need to pass my legacy and company on to somebody. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring five random white kids in, and whichever one gives me back an everlasting God stopper, they get to take over my company. You guys see, like, the new Charlie in the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp a few years? That one was even more fucked up. There was this scene where Willy Wonka, as like a 10-year-old, 
goes up to Christopher Lee, his dad, and he's like, I want to go around the world and investigate all of the chocolate countries of the world. It's a strange dream. But anyway, his dad is like, go ahead. I won't be here when you get back. And then there's a montage of Willy Wonka walking through a train station. And by the time he gets home, the whole fucking house is gone. Like it's been moved. Which makes me think like this dad was planning on abandoning the kid before he was like, I want to go on a trip. Because Willy Wonka is like, I want to go research candy. And he's like, fine, I'm leaving in 15 minutes. They're picking the whole fucking house up. (laughs) He won't be able to find me. Oh, sorry. I recently, I've been having a lot of sex lately. Yeah, a lot of sex lately. Um, I recently had uh, hooked up with a girl for the first time. She was in my bed. We were making out. We were getting hot. And uh, she takes her jeans off. And I had shorts on, so we're rubbing up together. And you know what? She had hairy fucking legs. And that's such a turnoff because it's like I'm trying to get hard, but I'm super itchy right now. Can't do this. When I was in Georgia, I met a really religious girl. She was super pretty, but it's like she was telling me how she was reading the Bible. Yeah. I got to tell you, there's no bigger turnoff for me than Jesus. <laughs> Nobody's going to be sucking my dick after they're telling me about the book of Corinthians. I know that. Letters. <laughs> I kind of wish that somebody would start stealing my jokes. Like, I would take it as a compliment, you know? Like, hey, you thought that was funny too. All right, man. Sorry. (laughs) Um, I guess I'll just get out of here. But, (laughs) thank you guys very much. Good night. Keep it going for Dan Brennan. Yay! Uh, What's your favorite Bible verse? Do you have one? You don't? 316, for God so loved the world, he gave his own begotten son, eternal life. Oh, that's very nice. My favorite is Leviticus 2022, which is if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. I love to be stoned. Your next comedian, he's all the way from Sacramento, you guys. He came all the way for this. For this tonight, and I know JW is listening on the airwaves. Hi, J-Dubs. Hi, Megawag. Um, fuck yeah. But your next comedian all the way from Sacramento. Put your hands together for Joe Conyu. Yay! You had this set on stun. I'm going to send it back to kill. Hey, it's good to be out. It's good to be out. I got vaxxed. I'm boosted. I got a booster, but I got a reaction. I got a reaction. I got a big old boner. I did, because my nurse was a hottie. Slim white dude. A lot of tats. A lot of tats. Pouty lips. Howdy, puffy, prolapsed lips. 
It's good to be out. Good to be out and uh, quarantined, vaxxed, boosted. This is the first time in my life I've ever been safe to fuck. So I'm spreading the news. I'm spreading the news. I got that COVID vaccine immunity running around in my veins right now. So if it's a lady out there who's been holding off and would like to get vaccinated, I'll blast it right up your snatch. Free. (laughs) Need a bigger audience. Free. I'm sorry, that wasn't very romantic, was it? No. Let me put it this way. Come get injected. You'll feel better right away. You'll feel good, and I'll feel good because I helped somebody. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. Now, I've been all quarantined with one woman for a whole year. This COVID is fucking with my stats. I got to fuck 22 more girls this year just to keep up with my quota. I could tell we were, we were holed up together. I could tell we were catching some feelings. I was trying to hide my emotions. But the day I finally admitted to her that I loved her, she said, baby, I'm glad you told me how you feel about me cause my car needs a brake job and four new tires. Yeah, I was trying to touch her heart. She was trying to touch my wallet. Trying to pick my pocket. That girl is irresponsible. Doesn't know how to budget. She wants some money in a lottery. She bought tits and tattoos. Should have bought some teeth. That should be the rule. Teeth before tits and tats. But she's my little gummy bear. That girl knows how to take the wrinkles out of an old dick. She knows how to smooth it out. (laughs) I used to have an 8-inch dick. Used to have an 8-inch dick, but I wore it down to (laughs) 6. Lady told me my cock is comfortable. What an insult. I know you a lot of you young ladies not into getting it on, not into hooking up with an old guy, but there's good things and bad things about getting hooked up with an old guy. On the one hand, you know, with my old balls and sperm, if I knock you up, that kid's going to be a drooling idiot. It's going to be one of them little potato head boys. Little potato head. Going to be brain-decapped, little boy. But on the other hand, I can afford, now I'm, now I'm uh, financially secure, I can afford to send your drooling little idiot boy to college. So, good stuff, bad stuff. So I'm out trying to get some dates. I met a lady this week who's a squirter. Yeah, mace, mace, mace. Not the good kind of squirter, not the good kind. Unfortunately, these ladies, are, these ladies are getting cranky. They've been cooped up too long. Like ladies in my age range, like 30 and up. They're cranky. They've been cooped up. Picked up a chick on Tuesday. Told me she wouldn't give me a blowjob unless I made her come first. I said Tuesday. I don't know the combination to every one of those little lock boxes. I mean, I'll give it a try. Maybe we'll whip up some magic. 
twirl it up a little bit. So as a matter of fact, I don't know if that thing is even functional. That pussy might not even work. I'm not going to make any commitment unless I know it's functional. So take your pants off, leave the light on, get over there on that couch and get your ankles back to your ears. Show me that thing works. And I want to see proof. I want to see your eyelids roll back in your head like broken window shades. I want to see your asshole blinking on and off like a stoplight. I want to see your pussy lips flapping around like flags in a used car lot. She couldn't make it work. Cute face, but a pussy. Cute face, but a pussy. I said, Tuesday, you bring me that old crack screen phone of a pussy doesn't work, expect me to fix it? All your old boyfriends couldn't fix that old tape up crack screen phone of a pussy and get coming all the cracks and can't fix it and now you want me to get it to work? I don't think that's a little hot little pussy lockbox. I think that's an old ice box, what that is. I think that's an old Frigidaire. Okay, enough of the clean jokes. <laughs> now let me see what we got here. Racism. Racism's a problem. <laughs> now that everybody's complaining about it. The environment. You hear about these sea turtles getting those plastic straws stuck up their nose? I don't give a shit for those sea turtles. Let them use a $100 bill like everybody else. That's an economic inequality joke. I'm punching down at sea turtles. But I'm not scared because they got no ears. No ears. Okay. Animal fisting. Animal fisting. I'm talking about getting your whole hand inside the ass of your household pet. Who are they going to tell? Who are they going to tell? But still, uh, pretty noisy. Pretty noisy. Hey, I'm Joe Kanyu from Sacramento. Thanks for hanging out tonight. What's Kanye? Free speech. <laughs> Free speech. Yay, Muni Radio. Free speech. No, it's great. Like, that was really fun to, like, experience misogyny. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, my pussy lips. <laughs> They're, like, screaming. They're like, don't let him keep talking. It was like, free speech is important. <laughs> That's good. Nick, you got to go home. You have family. You have friends. You got to go do some push-ups or something. <laughs> no, no, no. Because there's one comic left, and I feel like you should stay for the last. I mean, you've been here this long. You've been here this. You've been. You're such a good man. There is nothing happening because San Francisco is on lockdown. Everyone's out of town. Like you know, usually it's like, oh, how do you get on Pamsling on a Friday? Like it's so hard to show up, and like, and it was so easy tonight because it's like everyone's gone. It's fine. They all have families that care about them. You had the opportunity and you were like, fuck that. And I respect that because who wants to be judged by rich people? Am I right? Your next comedian does. He has family that loves him still. 
No, I do. I care about you. Too. I care about everyone in this room. Thank you for being here. I care about. I care about you. I love. I love that our last comedian Joe was like his youngest age range is thirty. I'm like, oh sweet baby, you're pulling thirty year olds. Na 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 na. No 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 no. I don't. I'm 47 and I can barely catch 30 year olds. Like, come on. And like, mm, baby doll, come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm so white, I can't even make my ass golf clap. But like, <laughs> um. okay, your next comedian can't make. I'd like to see you try to make your ass golf clap. You've got the hair for it. Just shave off that mustache, do a handstand. You can make some money at the hungry eye. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Boris Shakurko, yay! Thanks, Pam. Thank you. Uh, what no one knows is that uh, that's actually pretty progressive in Sacramento. I feel like uh, that is that is yeah. I uh, by by a round of applause. Do you, would you identify as progressive? Would you identify as like liberals? Yeah. No. You wouldn't. You would. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I feel like like I'm a progressive, but I feel like the way we talk about our ideas is so strange you know what i mean like the term defund the police is such a like what people really mean is like reallocating funds right to like people who should take care of um like just getting money away from cops and the, to like social workers or whoever which is a pretty common sense type of thing but once you say defund the police it's like this extremist like who's gonna who's gonna buy into that you know what i mean it's like if you were in high school and you asked your mom to go to a party and she was like hey what's gonna be at the party and you're like well a lot of cocaine um and a lot of alcohol uh and uh i want to go because i think i might get a blowjob <laughs> and your mom wouldn't let you go to that okay that was a long way to go for nothing um i uh yeah uh, what's that Oh yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, it's not overdone at all. It's a very original take. Uh, I, I, what I find interesting, like I'm, I'm into the environment, and I, I, I like believe in climate change, and I think we, I'd like to do something um, about it. But I feel like people who are environmentalists actually do things that hurt the environment. You know what I mean? Like I'm dating a girl. She's like pretty like environment. Like she's like into it, and she came over and. She was embarrassed that I use a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. And it's like, that is for the environment. You know what I mean? That would have been two bottles. I'm only using one. She was, she was like, very embarrassed. She was like, it shows that you don't know how to take care of yourself. It's like, no, it shows I know how to take care of the planet. You know? Okay, this is TED Talk. Thank you so much. See, it works. It works. I'm worried about the the earth breaking out. I'm not worried about my own skin. Okay, this is, you know when you write a joke and you're like, logically it makes sense, but there's nothing funny. Um, you know what's interesting, Are you, I don't know if anyone's going, there's a there's a festival happening all across California. It's, um, it's happening next spring. It's supposed to be a mix of Burning Man and Outside Land, Outside Lands, it's called Burning Lands. Uh, it's a California-wide festival, that's right. It's free to attend. Um, I'm, uh... Uh, uh, uh I am not into drugs. Um You know it's funny, Pam, you did give me that Pam gave me the slice of focaccia that uh had weed in it and um I think 
I think weed, I think edibles need to be more common foods. You know what I mean? Like, I'd like to give my dad something to eat without him knowing it. Because um, he needs to chill the fuck out. Uh, but he's not going to eat a brown. He's not going to eat, like, gummy bears. There needs to be, like, an edible salami or something. You know what I mean? Easy to feed, like, old men that need it, you know? Um because that's that's my thing. I um I really like to eat, and that's why I like edibles. You know, when someone says wake and bake, I'm like cookies. Is that what we're doing? Uh, I just want to eat. Um. Uh, I um I've been trying to meditate. Have you guys? Are you guys? Is anyone into like meditation, Zen stuff? Yeah. I I try to go to the park, and I um. I try to take some time to, like, really just calm down and be patient, you know? So I went to the park today, and I sat down, and I was, like, in the pose. I was listening to, like, a guided meditation. Um, it's a lot of, like, breathe in, breathe out, all that stuff. And I noticed the dude sitting next to me is shooting up, you know? This is in Golden Gate Park. And uh, I'm sitting here, breathe in, breathe out. And I realized we're after the same thing, you know what I mean? I'm after, like, a utopia. He's after the same bliss, and he's going to get there quicker. You know what I mean? Because I'm sitting here breathing energy into my soul. He's shooting it straight in. That is so much more efficient. Uh, I am, uh, my name is Boris, which means everyone that meets me wants to tell me their thoughts on communism. That's a fun one. Uh, I don't even, I, I don't read Gallup polls. I just, like, and meet people and then know what they think about communism and uh i actually um i got nothing how do you feel about communism you into communism no yeah okay i don't think it will work it's interesting when people say in theory it works and i'm like i don't think it works in theory either you know like if you read some of this stuff who wants to read marx no one workers right workers of the world you know what's interesting it's not interesting. On second thought, I do, um, yeah, no, it's, you take a second to think about it, and it's not. I do, um, I'm, I've been interested in getting a tattoo. Does anyone here have a tattoo? No? All right, perfect. Um, I've been thinking about getting one, um, but in Jewish law, which, as you can tell, everything about me, um, in Jewish law, if you get a tattoo, you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking about getting one just to make sure I can't be. You know, I just want to make sure no one puts me next to my mom. You know, one lifetime is enough. <laughs> you know, I don't need eternity. How you doing over there? I don't need that. I don't want that. Um, I don't even want like a cool tattoo. I would just be willing to get like a poke, you know, just a little circle just to like mark me. Um, to let me be happy in the afterlife. Okay. Wow. Well, um, I brought a lot of energy on stage. Uh, let me... Oh, this is interesting. My my girlfriend, I think my girlfriend's hot and it's cuz I think I know she's hot because of how people treat me. Like when I meet people, they really try to get to know me as if to say there's got to be something cool about you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like it's too much. Like I have a normal conversation and people are like and uh you know, I tell them what I do, I tell them, you know, what I'm interested in, what kind of music I like and they're like uh, okay, what kind of sports do you, like, just keep going as if, like, I kind of want to say, you're not going to find anything. <laughs> what you know is what you know. Um, I, oh, last thing, oh, this is interesting, I did, um, I went to therapy, I go to therapy, and 
Um, I, I'm obsessed with my phone. I look at my phone way too often during the day, way too often. It's like an addiction. My therapist told me what you need to do is instead of your phone on your desk, take your phone away, put a banana there. And then every time you reach for the banana, you'll realize how crazy it is that that's how often you reach for your phone. And so I've been doing that. And so I was, uh, I was laying in bed uh, jerking off to a banana. Um, and uh, it's working really well now. I just get really turned on by bananas. Um, okay, that's it for me, guys. Clap for Pam. Thanks for staying. Keep it going for Boris, the secret Marxist. Yes. I have one Marxist joke to tag off of that before I let you all go. Marx was a secret feminist. He was actually the first feminist. If you look at his texts, right, all he talks about is valuing labor. And then he also values the means of production. When women are literally the means of production, we go through labor. Marx was the first feminist, you guys. You just didn't know it. He actually valued women. Yay! We're the means of production when we go through labor. Cool. It's fine. We'll never be valued. It's it's fine. You're. I. It's great. All of the you you came tonight. I value you so much. Clap it up for Chad Stein in the back, running the ones and twos, being a champion. Listen to my brilliant buddies on Thursdays from two to four. It's so interesting. And a lot of people it, had it like talked about climate change, and my Al Gore was supposed to be my interview this week. He was. And then he didn't show up. He didn't show up. Yeah. You know, they asked him to be there. He must have been too busy on Thanksgiving. Right, but he do? did invent the internet, yeah. and then that's important. <laughs> but next instead, week, my... next week, um, who's coming on the show? It's the, she's the world-renowned raccoon. Yeah, expert. yeah, Dr. Suzanne McDonald, who's known the world-renowned uh, for being um, the world's leading expert of raccoons. And here in San Francisco, we've got a whole bunch of them. So many raccoons. I was walking home from. Um, I came out of a blackout just for a moment when I was walking from Milk Bar home and I went by that part of the park and not only were there two coyotes, which were not ghost coyotes, there were three raccoons that ran across the street and I sort of like went with the raccoons and was like, ah. <laughs> they're very, very cute. And then I, and then I went back into my black, before I went back into my blackout, I thought, this is fun. I'm walking home. It's two and a half miles, but I won't remember it anyway. <laughs> and then I woke up in my bed and I was like, oh, my shins hurt. I must have walked home last night. Tuesdays at Milk Bar, a lot of fun. Also Wednesdays, the open mic bucket thing. I don't know if everybody's been. It's good times. All right. Um, come tomorrow to Atlas at two o'clock. And also everyone should know, comedians in the room, I've been under booking on purpose. So at all of my shows, there's always a guest set and there's always a tip set. So like this Wednesday at Asiento, I only had three other comedians because it was like, well, no one showed up. But there's always time. I just don't book it. You were there and no one else showed up. We all got to do extra time and then we all got extra money and it was great. So I'm like, don't show up because then we get extra money. What the fuck? I shouldn't be telling people that. I should be like, less comics, more money. Uh, okay. Uh, thank you all for being here. Thanks for supporting Mutiny Radio. Okay, bye. Yay. Pam Benjamin, everybody.
listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Let's watch I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. We're hosts of... <laughs> you uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%. Right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show, 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh. Let's watch full-length movies. Let's do a full-minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See you next Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers.
been you've been listening to uh my favorite band which is floating goat here out of san francisco this suburban anxiety we're going on the second side uh it's an amazing Ooh, gosh darn it, Pam, you are a bad DJ right now. Um, even if I start this. Oh. Okay. Suburban Anxiety, side two. Floating Goat. MutinyRadio.fm. Thank you. 
Subjugate! 